Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah call it a comeback. Mark and Sarah been here for years. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. And um, at least one of us is wondering if we shouldn't rename one of our Patreon levels for Run DMC because they walk this way a lot they sure on this do. podcast, which is called Bark and Sarah Talk About Songs. Guess which one I am. Correct. I'm Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here, as always, with the Span Flandiferous Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. I've also been here for years at this point. It's true. <laughs> I've probably... <laughs> Only... Only the best years, though. <laughs> I probably made that joke earlier in this season, too, but I'm old and I'm allowed to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, this season has been a long journey and there are things that we keep with us, like that joke, and things that we leave behind, like Donny Osmond. But anyway, here's the point. It's the do call it a comeback season. We're at the final four or the final share. Who can say? We're going to choose who enters the championship round today. Mark. Who's still standing? Okay, our final four songs. The four songs that we all collectively feel most properly epitomize the notion of a comeback are Believe by Cher, I Do Anything for Love But I Won't Do That by Meatloaf, I Found Someone by Cher, and Walk This Way by Run DMC featuring comeback kings of this moment, of that moment at least, Aerosmith. Fantastic. I assume that everybody who is listening understands how we score these things at this point. I'm confident that you guys will get it from context. If you don't already know, uh, you can also go back to the beginning of the season. We explain it all the times between now and here. But I think it's important to get into it uh, immediately. But first, a shout out. To the Spelling Bee folks at the NY Times Game Collective uh, last week, as you're listening to this, uh, Meatloaf was a pangram. Yeah, yes, it was. Oh, my God. Now that you say that, I can't believe I didn't Slack text call you about that yesterday. <laughs> or yesterday when we're recording this, it was yesterday. Um, yeah, I was a little yeah. surprised it didn't pop up in the Discord sooner than it did. Uh, but our uh, esteemed colleague and occasional co-host, John Ramos, alerted me immediately via text. So thank you. And speaking of the Discord, if you guys aren't on our Patreon, that is one of the benefits. We do have a pretty crazy time. Right now we're doing like scary movie leaves and lattes music league together. We also talk about Weird Al a lot. You should come on through. It's really fun. Patreon.com slash for more information. And I think you have more information about Believe covers, so shall we address the problems? Yes, yeah, so I was pulling clips for this week, and I ended up pulling a cover of all four of our songs, including covers that are not the covers that we heard last week for some of these songs, so there you go. Um, as we were saying last week, it does seem at this point that one way we can correctly assess a comeback's impact on the larger culture is to consider how many times the song has been covered. Uh, also, we just need to stop hearing clips of the same old songs, and that's one of the ways that we're doing it. But for me, one of the definitive performances of Believe is by Adam Lambert. And when he was 
a contestant way, way back in the 2008 season of American oh my Idol. God, was it really that long ago? Oh, Kill yes. Me. Oh, yes. 15 years ago. Um, he, in his Hollywood Week performance, did a snippet of his torch song version of Believe. And it always stuck out to me. I, I, I always remembered it. And then many years later, when Cher was given a Kennedy Center honor, he performed his torch song version of Believe as part of the ceremony and Cher cried uh, and it was really lovely. And then he eventually released a studio version of his cover as a single. Sarah, are you at all familiar with this, this cover? I'm sure I heard it back in the day when I was still in the American Idol hive a little more, but it's been a long time. I of course am known for being the one who downloaded that Jason, what's his name, cover of uh, Castro. Over the Rainbow. Castro, that's right. Um, yes. Which I just found so kind of home-sewn and charming. And I still have it on my, uh, what they used to call iTunes, Apple Music. Listen, you love what you love and we must do what we do. And as Lisa Loeb taught us a few weeks ago, you feel what you feel. Yeah, she's right. Uh, so here is a little snippet of Adam Lambert's Believe. And I've chosen the crescendo moment. And if you haven't heard this performance, I would just say, know that this moment comes after an exquisite build. He really takes this by the hand to this point. He doesn't come in at a 10. He comes in at a two and he gets to a 10. It's so great. This is taken from the live Kennedy center performance, which you can find very easily on YouTube. Here we go. always like that guy i mean damn it's just he's just such a good singer i know that's yeah. hardly uh revelatory insight but holy crap he sounds so good on that performance he does and you can tell that it means a lot to him like he's not one of these performers that is sort of like yeah i have a good instrument and is like not sort of appreciative of slash maximizing what he is and what he does. And right. um, the fact that he is sort of the um, Freddie Mercury heir apparent or Dante or however you want to put it, um, that his sense of drama and of, especially at the time, I remember really admiring that so much of his drama was tied up with, frankly, not being afraid of people thinking that he might be gay. Yes, which is it. hard to remember now, but at the time, it was 2008, he, by necessity, had to be coy about his sexuality, which he was until about two seconds after that season ended, and then he came out of the closet, which I would have said at the time would have been a surprise to no one, but I remember so clearly when I wrote a post about him, and I liked the fact that we had a gay guy on American Idol, there were people who said, he's not gay, how can you say that? 
yeah. people on my old blog, The Critical Condition, weighed in to say that's not true. And I was like, what What are you talking about? I, but so, I think there were also claymates who were like, what? what what's, yeah. a, what's a gaze? And it's like, oh, sweet summer children. Sometimes well, you know, it's, it's just, like that. It, okay. It's okay. It was a different a time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, um, but he's just, I, I think he's the perfect person to take over as the lead singer of Queen. If we can't have Freddie Mercury, then we should get to have someone like Adam Lambert. Mm. And um, in this video, the guys from Hamilton, not just Lin-Manuel Miranda, but Tommy Kale, who directed it, several of the cast members, they're all in the audience for some reason. I guess Hamilton got some award. Shocker, Hamilton got an award. What? Um, <laughs> I know. They're all getting absolutely lit up in the soul by this performance. And it's really funny to watch them just like basically quietly lose their minds as I would have been as well. Yeah. I feel like that became a meme briefly, like David Diggs at Al just being like given multiple lives by this performance. And what a wonderful interpretation of um, the song, the song's content as being about comebacks in terms of like um persistence um hope uh just continuing on even when you've been kind of beaten down or forgotten by love and happiness so that's a uh that's a cool like moebius twist in, in a meta sense for this yes for this song and the fact remains that this performance happened because Cher was being honored and it made sense at a ceremony that was about the entirety of Cher's career to have someone perform Believe, a song that she released almost 40 years into her career and yet had such a phenomenal impact on her stature in the culture that it is now the Cher song that someone sings for her at the fancy cut um, when like the president is there that's so crazy yeah. yeah now admittedly at the same concert cindy lopper also came out and did an exquisite version of if i could turn back time but again i think the point stands that this song is like one of her fundamental songs uh and that for me is why for reasons i will further explain later believe is number two this week for me and i give it therefore three points I decided for good or ill, and even here in the first, you know, 10 minutes of this conversation, I feel like it's ill. <laughs> it's illin, as other contestants in this episode might say. Uh, I decided to leave my rankings stable per last week's selections. So this is still number three for me with two points. I may have fucked up, but uh, I suspect it will not matter a whit. What did the Patreons decide? They put Believe in first place, giving uh-huh. it four points. And uh, that brings us now to Meatloaf's I Do Anything for Love. And before we go a step further, I need to quote some of our patrons who, <laughs> in the poll for this episode, of course, have the opportunity to leave comments, and heavenly days, they sure do. 
Kelly writes, I can't have Meatloaf win with that terrible song. I just can't. I won't do that. And I said yes to that. Um, Natalie, however, who, as you might recall, is a Meatloaf supporter, said, Mm -hmm. I genuinely figured I would be packing up my crushed velvet cloak and million candles with the Elite Eight episode. But Meatloaf lives. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Reheated for another round. Meredith writes, if Meatloaf wins, I will burn this place to the ground, metaphorically, of course. (laughs) Heather writes, I will be very disappointed if Meatloaf gets through. I hate this crappy song so much. (laughs) I mean, people do not feel mild feelings about the Meatloaf song, and uh, I appreciate that. Now, I also, before I reveal my ranking, Sarah, before we hear your ranking or their ranking, the patrons ranking, I do want to say the clip I pulled is from the stage musical Bat Out of Hell that I mentioned a few weeks ago. I feel like some of you might be thinking, wasn't this song already a stage musical in and of itself? And yes, it was. (laughs) But as you'll hear in this clip, I feel like in a way the clip we're about to hear brings this song to its uh, platonic ideal in that it's been reorchestrated for a male and a female vocalist to trade off passages more frequently than they do in the original and it's been reorchestrated to allow a chorus of earnest musical theater people to sing harmonies in the background i think we all knew it was headed there here's a clip I cannot disagree with you that this is the song's truest form. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) In the platonic cave of truest forms, this is what throws its shadow into our world. (laughs) With that said, I am content to leave this song in a cave. Um, As I've been saying all season, I won't belabor the point. I do not care for the song. Um, but have had no choice but to recognize its, um, you know, exemplary, def- you know, exemplifying of this <laughs> example. Why don't I just say a bunch of other things that start with exempt, like exemption? I Ex- don't care for the song, but, and, you know, I looked at the final four and it was like, well, there's only four left and this has to go somewhere. And I do not want it to go to the final either because despite its bona fides, I just, I don't think it's as much as the other three. So it is in last place for me. One point. Well, and the patrons put it in third, giving it two points. And I feel that the top four of a 60 song tournament is more than enough for this particular song. More than song. enough loaf. Yeah. I, I yes. Agree. We have absolutely been correct in our assessment of its uh, success as a comeback. Mm-hmm. We have acknowledged its power as a comeback, but I, I cannot allow it to go any further either. Also last place for me, fourth place. I, I needed it to stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, if it had gotten to the final, I would have been okay with it. 
but I would have just stomped on, like, you know, registered a bunch of Patreon accounts just to vote against it, because <laughs> I won't uh, do that. I won't, but I don't think I'll have to. No, uh, I really, you really won't, because uh, I I think that two fourth place finishes and a third place finish is not, it's not going to let that song move on. But again, it deserved to be here. It doesn't matter that we don't love the song because that's not what the brief of the season was. No. But it does matter that the championship, I feel, contains songs that we actually want to listen to. Yeah. It seems appropriate. Now, speaking of songs we want to listen to, here we are again with Ms. Sherilyn Sarkeesian um, with I Found Someone. Tell me about your thoughts, Sarah. Well, like I said, I left my rankings untouched so there were things that were in my top four that didn't make it out of the last round like i think george harrison was left out with the recycling and that is fine but um this is still my number one for all the reasons that i've said before i think this is a bigger comeback i think it's a more significant comeback um not hugely more significant but enough for me, based on arguments you made a few episodes ago, that this this song kind of converted the shorthand that we have for Cher as a culture. Is Believe the dominant shorthand? Yes. But was the conversion bigger for I Found Someone? Yes. Uh, I yes, just, it was. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is like splitting the tiniest um, end of a Cher hair extension at this point. But I left it at number one. Four points. I mean, listen, you're not going to get any complaint from me. And uh, you're not going to get any complaint from Kaiza, who, thank you very much, Kaiza, for telling me how to pronounce your name. I didn't want to screw it up, and now I won't. That is not Kaiser, what I would have guessed either, so thank you from me as well. Yes, thank you. Uh, Kaiser writes, sigh, I'm double sharing it this time. <laughs> yep. And Heather J writes, Cher came back twice. She is the queen of comebacks. She wins in my book. Um, so many people are in support of a double share narrative or double sharative, if you will. Ooh, I will. Clearly. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know that you love a portmanteau. If there's one thing I can say about Sarah D. Bunting, it's that she loves a portmanteau. I, I do. <laughs> did you know that portmanteau is itself a portmanteau is it yes i thought it was just the word for suitcase no it's so it's a word for a particular type of suitcase that combines two previously existing french words and so the word itself is a is an example of the concept wow i know i love language quit stalling Where'd you put it? <laughs> I, I put it in third place. <laughs> All that said, but um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I just was thinking Adam Lambert didn't perform. I found someone. Yeah. And, it, but listen, like all of the things I said before are still true. And the fact is this song also made it to the top four. Things have to go into places. Yes. And <laughs> that's this, what she said. Share in a 60 song tournament, share appeared in 50% of the final four. Mm -hmm. So well done lady before we pass along to the next song. And I think this may be our last time to talk about, I found someone I did want to pull a clip, not of Laura Branigan's 
um, dubious cover, but of the cover that Michael Bolton eventually made of the song himself, which I did not even know existed, but another of our patrons turned me on to. And Sarah, I'm going to just say, spoiler, I think that this is a really good version of the song. Michael Bolton did a great job. Mm. Great. On a song he wrote when he's a good singer? Huh. Go fig. Um, Yeah, I know. Talented singer performing his own material does good job. News at 11. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, here's the clip of Mikey B and I found someone. Huh. Okay. I really dig the rocky orchestrations on that song too. I just it's good. It it hits me in my in my teased up hair pleasure zone. Yeah, I still feel like Cher's version is the best one because the guitar is used better and more judiciously. I think there's a uh, defiance that is certainly missing from the Brannigan version. Um it's just a little too like plinky and it, that makes it a little like well i found someone like okay laura is that someone raggedy uh, andy because i <laughs> please have your agent call me this is unacceptable <laughs> uh hashtag never forget anyway um yeah this is a this is an interesting interpretation too because he does have that defiance in the vocal but then the orchestration is a little um, this is probably an effect of like it sort of pulling itself back so as not to overtake him and the vocal because that's his whole brand. Cher's whole brand is a little different. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting take from uh, Mikey B. Agreed. Now, again, I also would still listen to the Cher version, but worth noting that the song is strong enough to have more than one decent interpretation out there. Mm. Now, I put it in third, the patrons put it in fourth, you put it in first. I, this is going to be, spoiler, the last we hear of it, mm, but I tried. Still, still happy. Now, walk this way, Sarah. I don't mean that as a command. I mean, that's the song we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have had something of a contentious faction emerge among our listeners regarding this song. Dan... Daniel J says that he could not find he could not vote for Walk This Way because even though it did bring Aerosmith back, it was just a straight cover of one of their earlier hits, with the exception of Run DMC. Tim responds that he agrees, and it was not uncommon, he says, for 60s and 70s artists and bands to make comebacks in the 80s. Um, and basically saying uh that if we're going to talk about a comeback, we shouldn't talk about a remake. Uh, Trip uh, also feels that this is correct, but I am going to say I hear that, but I reject it. Diana, our listener, writes, I feel that even though the Aerosmith song is basically a redo, it served as both a comeback and a, quote, stay back in huge ways, both for their fan base and and the next decade plus of their career. And I love the word stay back in this context, Mm -hmm. because to me, 
Sure, Aerosmith came back by remaking a song that they had made before, but so what? I, I like I they they remade it in a way that forced us to rehear it. They it forced us to redefine our sense of the band. It the 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 it was a stay back as Diana said. So to me, if you get a second hit with the same song, but it completely re-energizes you, it forces the language about which people uh, it if it forces people to change the way they talk about you, if it fuses rap and rock and the cultural imagination, then guess what? That is a comeback. That is a comeback. That is why this is my number one four points. Wow. Um, it was my number two, three points. And um, I mean, I also sort of reject that. Like, I get that if you really want to be a purist about it you should come back with something else or like quote a modern sound but first of all they did come back with a modern sound second of all in the single this season we heard how badly it can go when you try to remake your shit from an original decade in the current decade and you just like miss it just miss it but also miss it by a mile so uh not that that always happens, but I think it is much more difficult than it looks. And we also had a lot of bands here that, like, the ones that I thought were very um, illustrative of this comeback concept that were, like, late 60s, early 70s bands trying it in the 80s, a lot of them got swept out in, like, the first two rounds. So, yeah, like, I'll I'll acknowledge the point, but... I I think that at this point it's not per- like they got this far but I think you've got to look at the larger spirit which is that it was two completely different genres taking hands that it was an absolute launching pad into a, a stratospheric popularity and name recognition for Aerosmith that they had not enjoyed before as I have said before at some point the first time I saw this video, I thought Steven Tyler was an actor parodying lead singers of his <laughs> own type. <laughs> like, I thought, um, not Industrial Light and Magic, um, the uh, Genesis video people whose name right. I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs> but them, the uh, the Land of Confusion puppet yes, people. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, every single time, I blank the name. I'm reminded of it, and I'm like, oh, right, I should really put that in a post-it, and I never do. Forgive me, Land of Confusion puppet people. But I just, I mean, I don't think... A new novel by Madeline Lengel. (laughs) Land of Confusion puppet people in two dimensions. Um, Yeah, this was, I mean, I almost felt like maybe I should put this first, Um, but I don't... I mean, I'm comfortable with where everything was, and I think everything wound up where it needed to be in the end. The championship round is going to be real interesting, but, you know, I I think uh, second place was correct for me, and I think that this has a number of other factors feeding into its comebackitude that yes. overrule the, any legitimate objection to it being a remake of a song versus new material 
I agree. I think, yes, it is a valid point. And I also appreciate that our listeners care enough to make these arguments. Like, yeah, it for makes sure. it so much more fun. I'm that glad we're, like, we're not the only people. ones obsessing about these minutiae, but yes. Yes. Like, y'all, we really do. It's so great that you care enough to, like, have these opinions because sh- shrieking into the void is something I do enough of as it is. <laughs> so to not have to do it on this show is great. Um, but to me, to further extend on this concept of the stay back that Diana mentioned, a lot of the bands earlier in the season that got swept away, as you said, had the hit song and then they didn't do anything else. Aerosmith came back with a remake of an older song and followed that up with roughly 65,000 other hit songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so therefore you cannot deny that Aerosmith had an enormous, incredible, all-time great comeback because you just can't deny that. <laughs> There's no. too much evidence. And therefore, thus and therefore, ergo, race lipsa aquator, your honor. Um, I just said that wrong. <laughs> race ipsa aquator. Doesn't matter. Coming to the stage, the fabulous queen from Washington, D.C., race ipsa aquator. Anyway, if there is an obvious comeback, the comeback has to start somewhere. It is this song that started the comeback. Ergo, it is a comeback hit. Ergo, I is my number one. So now, for those of you who have even been half listening, you're probably aware that our top two for next week are Believe in second place currently and Walk This Way in first place currently. There's only one point separating them. And Sarah, I truly do not know what I'm going to do in terms of my votes for next week because now we've got one song representing the totality of the share comeback story mm-hmm. and we've got Aerosmith's comeback which I just mangled Latin in order to celebrate so what's going to happen will I call an audible and just insert what's love got to do with it at the very last moment and declare it my first place no God. I won't do that but but I don't know what's going to happen and I'm going to actually really have to think about it yeah I mean I think that this is a I think that this is a fantastic final two just in terms of forcing us to interrogate (laughs) barf sorry (laughs) race ipsa shut the fuck up up Um, enforcing us to interrogate what we're really talking about when we talk about a comeback all the different matrices and axes still still latining folks um, along which we're talking about these. Um, but also that, as with almost every other discussion we have, there's only so much intellectualizing of it that you can do. And we can do a fucking lot at length, but there is that um, emotional, uh, visceral response also in these things. And that's what makes these yes. discussions so fun. Um, this is going to be... a this is going to just be brutal. And also Mark and I will be talking about it and other things at length on a car trip. So (laughs) the championship episode might actually be just like snippets. I recorded on my iPhone of us just losing our minds in rural Virginia. I don't know. I do not know what the future holds. I do know that we appreciate you and that we have found someone in you listeners who 
appreciates, if perhaps with a cocked eyebrow at times, what we do. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're not on the Patreon yet, please come through. We'd love to have you join the fun. Hear your comments. Patreon.com slash Mastass. Did I miss anything? As my final thought of the day, I'd like to throw in a few more barely understood legal phrases that I've picked up from Law & Order. Tortious interference! <laughs> there it is. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, I'll, I'll close with some Latin that I think is fitting, and I won't translate it for you because y'all grown, and you can Google it. Sick transit, Gloria Mundi. Mundi. Ooh, not to be confused with Laura Branigan's Gloria. No, that would be my <laughs> drag name, though. Gloria Mundi. <laughs> my drag name is Skeevy Nix. So there you go. But is it Nix with an X? Oh, shit. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me. And edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter, at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram, and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.